With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Top Chef Reality TV Rahafa. Unfortunately, Latanya could not join us this week, but don't worry. We are joined by a fantastic panel once again. Kurt Clark, what is up? Not much. Just, uh, it, I, I was going to try to enjoy some beer and coffee prior to us recording this on Sunday morning. I've only made it through the coffee, though. I thought it would not be a good idea to, uh, grab the beer just yet you could grab like a coffee stout and i'm surprised that nobody really went in that direction but uh, we'll get into that and we're joined by both of our good buddy and baking extraordinaire bryce what up how's it going i'm this is really fun i'm excited to be here um it's only 10 a.m here so i'm definitely still in the coffee phase but maybe we'll go for a beer later in the day i almost grabbed a bloody mary but that wasn't uh one of, that wasn't one of the options uh from a, from a thematic perspective, it's always an option for me. I'm on like day four of a five day weekend, so I, I feel like I'm in like morning alcohol day. Go for okay. it. I don't. I, no complaints. Monday isn't Monday kind of like a, a mixture day anyway. At least for you, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce is a, a long time listener, first time caller of us. It's true. I have been around the Rob of the Podcast universe for a long time. Um, Kurt and I have known each other for what, like seven years now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Used to be, well, for all intents and purposes in the big world of things, neighbors. Yeah, right down the street. So, um, you know, I've been listening to you guys. I've been listening to Kurt podcast for a long time. Um, and it's fun because I, I, I feel like I often have cliff notes for the two of you anyway. And a lot of uh, baking and you uh, will like DM us. Yeah, totally. You're all of your opinions about things. So it just feels like very natural for this to happen. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm used to getting the like. Did you watch Top Chef yet, Kurt? And like he's like, okay, I have opinions. And so, so 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 Bryce definitely has thoughts on shows. That's that's not a surprise to anybody who follows him on on social media. Yeah, if you're if you're ever looking for like, you just want to watch someone drink too much wine and yell at the TV, um, mostly Bravo MTV. Then I'm your guy. So we're pretty early on in the season. We're only in episode two, but what are you thinking so far? Are you hooked? Are you like, you know, not sure about what's going on? Um, for me, I think I genuinely believe like, as I've kind of implied, like my taste is normally garbage. Like I live in a dumpster style TV. Um, 
I just finished a binge of Southern Charm, which may be the worst thing that's ever been televised. I gave up Southern Charm because <laughs> it was too awful for me. That's saying a lot. So because I'm mean, like right there with you, I only watch trash. Like if it's <laughs> if it's been nominated for an award, like it's probably not something I'm watching. But Southern Charm, I I think I made it like three seasons in, and I was like, why am I doing this? No. Is it is it worse than Florida Shore? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I've watched a season or two of Floor Bannister and like it's not it's not great, but it's at least they know what they're like, at least they know what the product is that they're putting out or Southern Charm. They feel it's it feels very delusional of, of their standing in society. So 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 what you're saying, Bryce, is you're hoping for like a Top Chef Kentucky mashup where they did the below deck uh, uh, Top Chef Kentucky. You want something where and I don't know if we're going to get it uh, here in Portland. I don't think it's kind of as, as far away from Southern Charm as you can get. But you need yeah. you need some sort of mashup or or, or is there well, or is this, rules? You know, it's, it's the restaurant for, industry. I've been saying for ages that they need to do restaurant wars of like Pump and Tom <laughs> uh, Tom and Sir. For sure. You, you do know anyway. that Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump is a judge on Pooch Perfect on ABC. I don't know what that is. Kurt, that's, that's, Kurt that's, stop that's, trying to make Pooch Perfect happen. We're not going to watch it's it. The, it's the Rebel Wilson dog grooming reality competition it. show. We're not anyway, watching it. Can I just bring this back? I yes. want to clarify. Okay. Yes. What, so what I'm saying is normally people don't really trust anything I have to say about television because I represent such a deplorable section of the internet. Um, but I actually think that Top Chef is one of the highest quality, like best shows on TV, even like scripted reality, whatever you want to say. It's such a positive show. They have such a great, like diverse, talented cast this season. Um, the sh- the, each individual panelist is so like qualified and smart and constructive. And I really like that they've gotten away from like the early seasons of the key puree drama or, um, you know, like the fighting that was going on with Marcel. I've gone back and I've been watching a lot of early Top Chef just because quarantine. Um, and it's, it was really fun to watch the Chicago season because, you know, I live here now and it, like a lot of the places were familiar. Um, but just like, the show used to be a lot different than it is now. And I really appreciate the direction that it's gone because it's almost like watching a sport where you're watching like the best of the best compete in really creative ways. Um, and most of it is really good. Um, we'll talk about a couple of things that I would definitely not go anywhere near um, that were made tonight. But um, <laughs> in general, I, I do think that like, I really appreciate the the quality of the show. And it's crazy to me that both, um, Top Chef and Project Runway are both on Bravo. You know, you've got the stuff that we were talking about before partnered later in, like Summer House is on right after Top Chef. And I love Summer House, but like, it's different. Yeah, it's a different style of show. So it's just kind of wild. But yeah, I love Top Chef. It's, it's probably my favorite reality show at this point. And, and, and this, and I, it really, sh- I guess I noticed it during the first episode, but it really struck me during this episode is, I just love this cast and I just love their energy. Um, and there's like, there was just several points where I was like, Oh, this is, this is just, everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. I mean, um, I was a little bit worried at the Gabriel Dawn partnership because they kind of just ended up with each other. And we'll, we'll get to that. But even then, like watching that partnership just kind of evolved, it was awesome to see. 
And I'd have to, Haley, did you get the Canadian cut this week or the U.S. cut? Oh, God. Was it longer in the States? It's uh, an hour and 15 again. I'm so mad. I have a guess. I have a guess. <laughs> I like, I just did it. I just, you know what? I just didn't. I just didn't do it. I was like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to look and see. I have Which makes guess. me a bad journalist, I guess. But no one ever claimed I was that. So was this in your cut? The Sarah's Lucky Fish. No. Gee, no. There's, a, there's a stuffed fish at the hotel that's like on one of the shelves on a very high shelf and she goes to it and hugs it and it's her lucky fish and she attributes that fit you probably think like i'm making this up it's like a taxidermy <laughs> fish right not even not even that no it's like it's like a pillow like oh a, it's like, like a stuffed animal okay yeah, that's very animal. much my vibe i yeah. would i it, support yeah. stuffed animal hugging it's, it's very it looks, like good bad it looks like it looks like a real. I mean, it's like text. It's supposed to look like a real fish. It's not cartoony, but it's it's fake. And she, yeah, we did. I, it's I kind of watch the Canadian cut again next week. I'm gonna like give you like things. I want to make this into a game. I want to like try to fool you. We basically played this game this week when I joined uh, Chappelle and Rob and Shannon Gates to talk about America's Next Top Model. And like um, Shannon had watched a couple seasons, but I've watched a lot of them. And like some of the stuff I was saying, she's like, this did not happen. You are making it up. I'm like, I promise. I'm <laughs> that show is wild, but that's, that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like the fish is just, I don't, do you think it's something she brought? No, or was it, it just in the hotel? Because it's just like laying on top of a bookshelf. It was, a, I think it was just like decoration in that lounge that they have. And I don't know how much of the, the hotel view you're getting, Haley, in terms of their life there. Not like um, a lot, but I, I just, I just want to say if I was ever on a reality TV show, I would bring no fewer than three stuffed animals. Do you, are these stuffed animals you currently own? Yes. I just I need a description. Well, definitely Sloth is coming. If you follow me on Instagram, you know Sloth. He's disgusting, that poor boy. Um, Then I have a Jose Bautista stuffed doll. Bring in that. I think that's hilarious. Um, And then probably a sock monkey or four. I was going to say, don't you have like 20 sock monkeys? A lot of sock monkeys. I love them. I'm a child. I loved. I love stuffed animals. Ethan. Ethan told me he's like you have. You can only pick one for the bed because he was getting tired of like them all ending up under his head or like around him. He's like, you need to stop this. You can pick one. Oh, well. I guess we should probably talk about more about the the episode, the, actually, the, 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 the cooking, and the. Oh yeah, yeah. I am obsessed with this quick fire. I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, I really loved. The, the quick fire challenge in season four when they when they actually went to a breakfast restaurant and had to, had to do like quick or, or short order and chefing. Um, so I was really excited about it. And then I thought this one was great because they could add their own twists because the other one, they basically just had to do what was on the menu because they were literally working in a real restaurant. Um, man, I I am. I love I love the guest judges. I love the panels. I'm so excited that we have all these people. And I, I, th- I think because what Bryce said earlier about, you know, they're giving great feedback while well, they've been on the other side. They know what kind of feedback they're looking for. They know how to um, present it um, in, in a way that doesn't seem like cruel or harsh, mm-hmm. but very just helpful and constructive. Uh, so in, in, in this quick fire, uh, the panel had to say what they wanted for breakfast and Eight two nine. chefs had to ding in and um, 
cook it and they're facing off then the top seven were going to go like you know they pick the favorite from the top seven or whatever so i thought that was a lot of fun um a lot of different breakfasts so we started um amar wanted steak and eggs so byron and gabe timed in i i it wasn't until i think I'm trying to remember at what point in the competition I figured out and realized that they were making that dish for everybody and not just Amar. Yeah. I mean, there, cause there was something where like, I remember that I do remember that Podman said, so you're making like eight, eight plates, eight plates, eight, eight, eight plates in 30 minutes. And I thought, okay, so there's seven gift judges. And I think I thought she was going to maybe order and it's like, okay, but does that, so, okay. That's, that sounds easy. You're making, you're serving eight dishes. But across the anyway, I, I, it wasn't until I saw, oh, no, they're making eight servings. Yeah. And even Shoda said something like they had like three minutes a plate, a little more than three minutes. a yeah. plate. The although I will. Here's one thing. And, and we can choose to go down, unravel this at this now, later or never is especially because I've been watching Tough as Nails and listening to that podcast with Jessica, Mike and Rob and Phil Kogan. Keogan, whatever. Uh, the uh, um, I feel like I have a really good idea of how they filmed during quarantine because of all the insight that Phil has brought to the podcast. And here, I'm a little bit confused because there's times where I was like, are the judges quarantining together separately because they're obviously not distancing from each other? And then for some of the short order cooks, they have these masked uh, servers delivering them to the table, but then Chris and Nelson delivered their own dishes to the judges at the table at the very end. And I'm so I'm just like wondering, you see them like the judges walking down the street together. So I'm like wondering, obviously the chef testants are quarantined together. Are the judges also quarantined? Like I'm very curious about just how this was filmed. Um, but that's, you know, something I'm just going to kind of keep an eye on as we go. Cause maybe it's just top of mind watching stuff filmed during quarantine but um, i follow a lot of these chefs on instagram and they were all sharing the same exact stories through this filming period of them doing like line dancing in a, in a hotel ballroom like they're definitely and like playing around with the producers in a hotel like they're all quarantined together right. the the, ju- the judges though that's the thing yeah. the, okay that's yeah. who i'm talking about oh okay 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 yeah so, it seems like yeah, for the, the most part they're kept separately but i think as far as I understand, they were in quarantine for about a week, uh, like separately, and they got testing done like every day or every other day. And then uh, they were able to come together. And I think they are still getting tested like every other day. So we had we had Cassie Baird as a guest guest Carrie. judge. Uh, and was it Carrie or Cassie? Carrie. I keep I, you know what? I was like, oh, there's I was watching it and I go, there's Cassie and the Carrie. I'm like, okay, no, I'm gonna remember this name. Um and I'm not looking at our our, our note sheet, so I you know that would have helped me out. Um so Carrie, so I'm wondering, so she probably had to quarantine for a week before coming on as the guest guest judge. And we know that Brooke's gonna be involved. I'm guessing she went through the kind of the same. So it's, I know I'm just finding it like really, really interesting. Um uh but yeah, steak and eggs. Tasty. Although here's the thing, I'm not a big breakfast person. So like this, this was it's like the first meal I have is usually long. You knew this, right? Come on. That's true. And um, <laughs> uh, the so 
a lot of these things wouldn't have like floated my boat. Although like the shrimp and grits is something I would have gotten all over. Uh, the and then we had our second, I guess, steak and eggs. Sure, I'll try it. How do these feel like that breakfasty? It's not like nobody made like a yogurt parfait because I all agree <laughs> with you. Like breakfast isn't my number number one, um, but breakfast done like this, I can do. Yeah, these the, are all. Oh, sorry. Um, no. These are all very much so. Like they focused on the savory. There were no pancakes. There were no French toast. I personally would have been like, make me a donut. We're in Portland. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they all seem to focus in on like, you have your protein and you have, you know, they didn't, maybe they have griddles or something set up. I don't know. What did, what did you think about everyone's hesitancy for dim sum? The second one that was up from Melissa. <laughs> I, felt yeah, bad. I, mean, I felt bad, but it is kind of a little more vague than like steak and eggs. Or, you know, say, shrimp like, and grits. I, seafood and dim sum and fried rice. Like, these are not things. Maybe if you've been out drinking and you came home at 5 a.m. and you were, you know, trying to keep your hangover at bay. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. And this is like, I've, I've been lucky enough to have to, uh, to get to travel to some uh, Asian countries for work pre, obviously, COVID. Um, and the breakfast buffets at these hotels would be like they'd have like the american section where you got the bacon you got the pancakes but then there would be all the like local cuisine and it would always be dim sum and fried like and steamed I'd be, buns oh, oh i would have like a steamed bun every morning i would have like so much shumai for breakfast even though it's like largely and usually shrimp based i'm like i don't care um so i'm actually i, I if i have breakfast like i will have spaghetti for breakfast. i will have i'm i'm just as likely like actually i did i had uh, before the the podcast, uh, like around like nine thirty or ten, I had a, the other half of a sandwich that I had ordered last night. It was basically like a burger with ham and caramelized onions on it. Mm. Um, so I'll eat at breakfast time, but I don't typically like breakfast foods. Mm. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we started with Amara steak and eggs. Byron made a seared T-bone steak with Jimmy cherry over eggs, potatoes with pickled mm. shallots, uh, and Gabe made a steak marinated in chipotle adobo, plantains, black garlic molasses glazed potatoes um i'm gonna be honest i've never had like steak and eggs before it's just not something i like go to but um i would absolutely eat either one of these they sounded delicious i'm a big chimichurri fan i Um, I was inspired by this episode i we made we ended up making chimichurri with steak last night for dinner it was great broke out the barbecue for the first time this year nice gotta get the dust off um, we burned the dust off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the black garlic molasses glazed potatoes were intriguing to me. Um, I think the only time I ever had really steak and eggs is like in a sandwich form. I was like, I kind of worked above the Billy Goat Tavern in Chicago uh, for for a while, and like, and oftentimes it was you'd, you'd grab the the steak, egg, and cheese uh, sandwich from the Billy Goat, and you know, take it up to the office with you. And um, so I've only really had that in sandwich form, um, just not on, on a plate necessarily. But they they both looked really good. Um, Gabe ended up taking this one. Like we said before, Melissa asked for dim sum. We saw Shoda and Abishar, um, making this, making this one. Uh, Shoda made a shrimp dumpling mochi with sweet soy and green onion sauce. And Abishar made butternut squash fritter with chili oil and sweet soy. But I think Abishar forgot to put a fritter on a dish or two. We saw that, we saw that a couple times that an element of, of the dish did not make it too yep. late. For for various reasons, and I thought it was actually kind of, it kind of was really unfortunate that of like the, you know, if approximately half the dishes didn't have uh, 
fritters in them. Melissa did not get a fritter and she was the one who ordered the dim sum. I thought that was just cruel. Yeah. I mean, this, I was like, I mean, no, make, Richard doesn't get his fritter. Was this where, did you pay attention who brought the plates up? Was this one where the, the servers brought them up? Yeah, okay. it was. Um, the, yeah. So maybe they, they probably just didn't know. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, when you have, I would have been very, I don't know if in what world, especially when the fritter is like supposed to be the star of the dish where it's just yeah. kind of, you just have the sauce in there. I can't think, even if he just, if you, even if he'd missed one, I have a feeling it, he, he wouldn't have one just cause it's not complete. But if it was, it sounded like, you know, that she was, they would vote by taking a tally down the line and passing yeah. their ballots to, you know, tabulator Padma. Um, and, and she would like read the, the winning results. So maybe if you had, I don't know if you had five to three, five people getting the dumpling and three people not, if those five people preferred it, would that potentially have put it over the edge? I don't know how they would have judged that. Do you think if Avishar had shot the dumpling at the buzzer and it landed in the bowl of chili oil, would it have counted as long as he got the shot off by the buzzer? Uh, I mean, I would rule that as yes. He did not touch any elements after just, just like the food can continue to cook once it's on the plate. Yeah. Once, it, once his hands are off of it, anything yeah. can happen. <laughs> Um, next up, we have Kwame asking for shrimp and grits. Sarah and Jamie are taking on this challenge. Sarah makes the shrimp and grits fritter. Jamie makes the winning dish of cheddar polenta and Cajun gochujang shrimp. Oh my god, did that look good? Oh, I I want that right now. I I've been gochujanging a lot this week in terms of I found a place near me, uh, the Grand Rapids Brewing Company that has an amazing. Uh, Soul chicken sandwich that is made with the gochujang uh, uh, spices and sauce, um, and then they also have, uh, and you can get the same sauce and kind of like a tender there. Um, and so I did that uh, like you know two or three times this week. Um, then Maria and Gabriel face off with Dale Spam and kimchi fried rice. Maria made fried rice with Spam, chipotle, and chorizo. Gabriel made pineapple and spam fried rice um i think i probably would have chosen maria's um i like the way she played with spam and chorizo but that's a lot of meat though it's a lot nobody's of ever i've never said that before if you know what i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um, yeah i mean i personally i know Haley's gonna hate this but like i'm not into pineapple and in, in cooking I'm um, leaving. Actually, I'm not leaving. I'm picking you out. I'm in control of this. <laughs> Thanks. It's been great. I'll see you later. Um, but in general, um, I thought even with the pineapple, like it looked better on the plate. Um, and so I probably, I would have, I don't know, I'd try both. But you're right. Spam and chorizo. That's that's a lot. And I love chorizo. I'll eat chorizo on anything. The, the, the funny thing is, I think this episode had some sort of subconscious influence on me because... I bought spam yesterday when I was at the grocery store. And not only did it, actually, no, I bought store brand spam. <laughs> okay. Well, I understand we're in a that's pandemic. A, that's and a gamble. Maybe you're trying to like, but why? <laughs> um, I was, there was a, there was a point in grad school where I, where I was going through a spam phase for about two months. And my, my, my go-to dish was I would fry spam up in the, with peanut sauce. And then I would put it on a bed of ramen. I mean, it was like the cheapo depot college student, uh, quote unquote gourmet. Um, 
but I loved it. It was. I damn wish good. I wish I could say that sounded bad, but it doesn't. Yeah, I, I'm not the hard pass on that one. <laughs> Whatever uh, next, you want to do, I'll let you. I'll, up, Bryce, I'll let you know how the Meyer brand spam is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, Sasha and John face off for Gregory's ask of fried eggs and veggie hash. Unfortunately for Gregory, he got no fried eggs. Um, so Sasha made sweet potato hash with preserved lemon. Uh, crumb fresh and kettle salad and she just didn't hear the egg part she just heard the veggie hash uh, and john she made a yukon gold potato hash with kale and sweet peppers and she had made eggs but she just again poor dawn didn't have enough time to get on the plate um i felt so bad for john here because it's just like no i can't this can't be my entire top chef journey of just like not being able to get an element on the plate so i'm hoping that dawn is able to understand the way her timing works a little bit better and maybe scale back. So I think actually being in a partnership for the the elimination challenge might have served her a bit well. Um we'll, we'll get there. Um yeah I was I was kind of wondering like you know there's always an element of adjusting to we're in the kitchen, we're being filmed, we have time constraints. Yeah. Um I'm surprised like as an athlete who has like made most of her professional life at least a lot of it in, in her younger years, like doing sports, which involve a lot of discipline. Um, and a lot of timing. Yeah, it, it's kind of surprising. But like, I think she'll probably get there. I think she just needs to loosen up a bit. She seems yeah. kind of like pretty rigid. In like the an kitchen. athlete. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, like she's not, you don't see like Sasha and Brittany are like goofing off over in the corner and having a lot of banter and, and chatting back and forth. She's not doing that. She's hundred percent focused. And even with that, she's still having time management issues. So hopefully uh, in the future, cause I like her a lot. I think she's mm-hmm. really talented. Um, I she's think one she'll of the, get there. I think she's one I of think my like there. top choices for the win. Um, but I think she needs to kind of figure that element out. Uh, uh, fennel salad. I'll just leave it. <laughs> Um, this is our first fennel sighting, I think, of the of the season yeah. too. So uh, thank you, Sasha. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> really- uh, and who was surprised that Carrie asked for fancy toast? Because I certainly was. Okay, this is the one I need to go in on. Oops, oh, okay. I, 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 have uh, it, so- I have it in our notes as Cassie. Also. I, yeah, I just ignored it. Uh, Brittany and Kiki <laughs> faced off for this one. Brittany made mushroom mushroom au poivre toast with sherry and manchego cheese. And Kiki made avocado toast with green harissa, goat cheese, and shaved radish. Um, I will say I was a little disappointed at Kiki's choice to make avocado toast. Like, I feel like we've been there. We've done that. And yes, it's like elevated avocado toast. But I was definitely more interested in the mushroom toast. Oh, That's yeah. fun. Okay. So this is, this is where we have a strong disagreement. Um, and I'm just going to kind of take down both of them. So... <laughs> <laughs> first of all when carrie showed up i, I was like of course we're gonna get fancy toast because that's her thing you know um but like i i really enjoy kiki i always got a root for like my home state chefs i'm always you know rooting for michigan people um because i'm i grew up in michigan as well but um how bad must have that toast have been like for because like i'm sorry on visual appeal kiki's one it was I beautiful. Not, I am not a mushroom eater. Mushrooms are my fennel, Kurt. Okay. Um, but like, how bad must that have toast that toast have been for 
for the judges to go with Brittany's like open faced barf sandwich on untoasted <laughs> white baguettes. I like my toast untoasted. No, personally, <laughs> I like That's plain bread. bread. The texture I prefer of that plain would bread. Just be like warm. No, goo. I'm in. I'm in. That's like the top of a French onion think- soup. I'm yes. so in on that. Absolutely not. I was get it out of my eyesight. I just I had to fast forward. I could not take the picture. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway. I I I actually I'm sorry. I'm on Team Haley here. The the, mm-hmm. the mushrooms and the manchego cheese. It oh. looked like I I think you can, it looked a little bit like the kind of the top of some French onion soup. It was beige. It was all beige. <laughs> I love beige food. Have you looked at my Instagram? It's all beige food. I have to like actively try. Like I look at my Instagram. I'm like I gotta make something that's not beige today. All right. Well, whatever. I disagree. I'm just the. I just think it was even like visually taking the visual element aside. I just I I can almost like taste how like I think like rich the mushroom dish was. I'm just I wanted to try that. Mm-hmm. I just ugh, oh, it looks so good. Well, um, you guys can have that one, and I will. Okay. You know, you'll have avo toast all to yourself. Yeah. Uh, Richard really Richard it out, but I thought it was great that. The last person had the most complicated dish, but to like kind of punish the two people who were like, I'm going to wait till the end and see what happens. Uh, so Chris and Nelson faced off for Richard's dish, which was cruelly corned beef hash, eggs over medium, hash browns and hollandaise sauce. Um, expectedly, all of the elements did not end up on the plate here. Um, Chris served over medium eggs with cheddar and black garlic hash and hollandaise. While Nelson put up potato hash with cheddar ground beef and pork yeah and i think they they called this the kitchen sink in the chiron mm-hmm. at one point in terms of a little bit and and as much as they wanted to like i think play up the oh richard you scamp what did you do like everybody you know that all of, these, all of these requests were made like these were these were planned i mean this just chefs may have gotten to sorry the judges may have gotten to them themselves but it was run past production mm-hmm. and so, so they have so, to have those ingredients in the cupboard exactly um but that having been said, it was a lot. <laughs> and um, uh, but yeah, I, think, I, the, I think the fact that Chris was the one of the two that got eggs on the dish, on the plate, um, was you know probably what helped put him over the top. Yeah, nothing He's had more didn't seem to have any moisture to it either. It was all dry ingredients. Unfortunate. Um, I really love this quick fire. I'd love to see mm-hmm. something like this again. Can, and then the winner, I think, surprised me. Um, it surprised me based on what happened last week, yes. but but based on like what we saw in this quick fire, it didn't surprise me. Jamie won, like I said earlier, um, and her acceptance speech was quintessentially Jamie. And you know, Pat asked her how she felt about it, and she kind of gave this like um, you know uh, n- nonsensical answer. I can, I think, I think we can agree on. Um, and then one of her other contestants translated for and said yeah, sure. she's yeah she's very happy like she's thrilled <laughs> can we talk about her uh i think there were several times when she was cooking that she was like cooters uh yeah that, i heard that too it was she like, was, that was her that was i don't know if it sounded like it was her expletive choice was cooters um so i don't know if that was in the canadian cut or not Haley, but uh, i don't remember uh this well i i'm enjoying the vocal eccentricities of miss jamie so jamie's a really fun character and obviously a great chef yes um and i you know with the frequency i go to vegas i'm gonna have to check out her restaurant when next time i'm there 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, so then for the elimination challenge, um, they're highlighting two ingredients that Portland is pretty famous for, which is beer and coffee. They draw knives. Um, some have coffee on it, some have beer. They're told that they have to make a dish, kind of highlighting that ingredient. Um, you know, they do their app choosing, which I love. I love it. Um, I've still missed like the. I get it. I get, and I I think for this season, I'm happy with just something like just a little different. You know what I mean? I, I, I just kind of miss. We still get the Whole Foods spawn con. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not as much. I. I wonder if Whole Foods like had to, like didn't have to put as much money in this year because of their decreased spawn con time. The uh, although it seems they they've added that element now where they put up the little like a sticky note on the screen of here's what Shota bought at the you know on on, mm-hmm. the, app, on the app or you know here's what Sasha bought on the app. Um, yeah, I, it's just I miss the scrambling for ingredients and the. Those moments of and having to change up like what they're yeah. making and stuff. Yeah, I get that. I, I think that's fair. Do, have, uh, do you do either of you order food that way from the grocery store? Not really, because I'm one of those people who, like, if I if I can do something myself and save money, then I will do that. Like, I'm never going to get my legs waxed because I can just shave and save so much money. And like, I'm not going to get food delivered i'm not gonna like we've we've done it maybe once over this kind of whole year just to just to try it um but i like going through the grocery store and buying a bunch of things i absolutely do not need oh yeah that was me yesterday it's like there were four things i needed and then like hundred dollars later you know it's uh i think the only time i've ever ordered groceries online was like 10 years ago when i had like a broken leg I couldn't, you know, get out and go shopping. I, I do do uh, imperfect produce, uh, where it's like I'll get some like fruits, mm-hmm. fruits, like yeah. And, that, and that's just more like they they auto populate your cart. Like, and I was like, oh, there's plums this week. I'll sure, yeah, send me some plums. But then, yeah, they end up going to waste. Also, is the thing. So, but it's, it's primarily for, it's primarily for like fruits to fruits to snack on. on yeah, the, I like, think a variety than my local store. One of the things that we are losing from that is like the second that somebody goes up to 
the meat counter and they buy like all of the good shrimp or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like the other chefs then have to pivot. Um, that's one of the things that I miss. And I don't know about you, but I go into Whole Foods all the time and they do not have what I want. And so I have to go to Mariano's and I have to go to Jewel. And it's like a whole list of grocery <laughs> stores that I will stop at on the way home to get everything I need. So um, that is literally the right order, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Haley's like, what? Um, but, I've, I've been to a Whole Foods, so that's not it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I wonder, like, are they just kind of guaranteed stock? Um, by doing it this way yeah. so that they always have what they need. I was wondering, like, do they tap into different, like, oh, this person ordered this much, but our normal, like, do they have to source it from multiple Whole Foods in the area? Because I'm guessing there's more than one Whole Foods in Portland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, but it was, it's, it's, it's just different. It's, it's just a little different. different. Yeah. And it's kind of like fitting with what's going on right now, yeah. which I think is reasonable. Um, but then they get to the restaurant they're cooking at the next day. And Tom in his beautiful little knit sweater, um, they're <laughs> in Portland. Tom is going full Portland here, uh, announces that, oh, no, you're not cooking separately. You have to pair up with somebody who has the opposite ingredient as you. And you guys have to make a cohesive dish. Um, so they were pretty shocked, but they were excited, kind of. Eh, maybe. Um, Jamie and Kiki ended up with each other. Abshar and Shoda came together. Brittany and Sasha, the BFF team, they teamed up. Nelson and Maria got together. Gabe and Sarah, Byron and Chris, and Don and Gabriel. Uh, looking at these teams, who were you most worried about and who were you most excited about? Well, I was very surprised because um, the last two, I think, were Gabriel and Don, right? They kind of mm -hmm. got stuck with each other. But so did Kiki just be like, I'll just pick woman with immunity and partner with her right off the bat? like? It, I was surprised at that. I would never partner with someone who had immunity. I was I was nervous for both of those teams. I was actually I thought editing throughout this little chunk was excellent in that I was nervous for every single team. Every team I was like, oh no, they could have an issue with this. Oh no, like oh no. Um, I have to say, I I love the bromance of Avatar and Shoda. They are so fun <laughs> yeah. together. They just have great chemistry. They just they. They look like they make cooking fun, and that's yeah. really what I want. And there's, a, I think, same. And I, them, I think, I, I liked seeing the energy between Brittany and Sasha, but there was yeah. something in the edit that, that just had, like you felt it. There's something, there, but there, and there's something that made me worried, like something was going to happen. Yeah. Like they're almost like too lighthearted. But yeah, no, the Avishar and Shoda, where he's like, "What I, I looked to the left, no one. I looked to the right, no one. But I looked down, and there was Shoda. That was." <laughs> That was hilarious. I, I love those two. I was worried. I think I mentioned before, I was worried about Don and Gabriel only because mm -hmm. they, they seem to kind of end up with each other and yeah. we haven't really seen any interactions with them. And we've had like the previous two cooking instances of Don as, you know, there were like some timing issues. And then, but we have like, we have these clips of Gabriel's personality, which kind of feels sometimes um, a little overbearing and um, like he's the decision maker. And I felt like we've we got both of those in in the edit so i was very worried about them but i think at a certain point they were just like you know what we will just work together like you have to trust me that i'm great at ribs and i'll have to trust you that you know what you're doing and we'll just have to we'll have to make it work I it love was, oh go ahead oh, i was gonna say it was very interesting because like the way that that it was cut each team had their element of like oh no somebody's forfeiting their dish and it felt like you could tell byron and chris were in trouble from like i could tell like oh these 
these two guys are going to be on the bottom because uh, Byron kept talking about how little of himself he was putting into the dish and how Chris knew what he was doing. He was just kind of going along with it and that never goes well. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, you know, a lot of chefs had that kind of relationship happening, but um, except, could, except for Sasha and, and Brittany, which here's what right. had me worried for them is like everybody seemed to be like, okay, let's think about this because this isn't easy. Let's make a like, new dish where they were like, let's just do yeah, this. No problems. We have this is an easy solution for us. And and then even and then the Byron and, and Chris thing, it was also like not only I think you know Byron said you know he had to give up ninety percent of his ingredients and like the ninety percent that Chris had kind of taken over was like. And I kind of don't like this pasta. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he, and he's like, should I say something? But um, even looking at Gabriel and Don, like early on, the Gabriel was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to. Or I think Don acknowledged that Gabriel was foregoing a lot of components of his dish and letting her steer kind of the primary element, and she was really appreciative of that as well. Um, but there, when there was a point later where he was like, "There's too much pepper in it. You know, that's going to override. We have to." Let the, the coffee and the beer shine. And, um, and they, they kind of had like a little bit of a, a little bit of a, 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 tussle, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of terror. And then, but then there was a point that Don goes, we got this boo. You know, it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was like, it was said, but it was quickly put in the past. And yeah. so I was, it, was I just, liked it. it seemed like all of a sudden they just clicked and trusted each other. And yeah. that was great. Cause I was, I was really worried about this team and it seemed like they had, I mean, obviously they had one of the best dishes. Um, so Jamie, Jamie had coffee, Kiki had beer, and they made beer, braised, fried chicken, coffee stout glaze with a butternut squash puree and roasted coffee. This sounded fine. Yeah. I think it was a middle dish. I think that's fair. I I don't think I've had a lot of coffee-infused or coffee-based elements in cooking and drinks. God, But, um... And beer I've had as like a element of the cook, but um, I've not had a lot of coffee based ones, unless it's like desserts. I don't think. Right. I mean, I have um, like a coffee rub steak, but I don't drink coffee like I like a hot coffee. I will not. I will not ever gravitate towards. I just find it too bitter. So I worry actually that a lot of these dishes would be too bitter for me. And I don't mm-hmm. like the burnt taste. Like I don't like toast that's past like lightly browned because I don't. <laughs> like the char flavor um avishar and shoda ended up winning this challenge and they made a lobster sunomono with double cream coffee and stout reduction carbonated grapes and furikake the carbonated great. grapes really intrigued me and so this i and this was the dish where tom is like this was completely unique mm-hmm. i mean i think there was there's a later dish that we'll talk about where i think that some of the commentary was interesting in terms of being at the top but this one i think what made it stand out is like we've not seen anything like this before and it was spectacular grapes seem to be the like carrots of this season i don't know you guys remember the season where they everybody cooked with carrots every week yeah. yep. Yep. there's a lot of grapes this season a I'm lot of grapes a, huge, a lot of yogurt i'm not like a huge grape fan i like them but the, and i definitely would try the like carbonated ones um, Sounds just amazing. Maybe not in whatever. Like, what do you guys know what a sunamono is? It's a soup or something. Uh, we can figure it out pretty quickly. You guys I, talk amongst yourself. Well, but well, like, oh, go ahead, Kurt. I would say, well, I would say while you're looking it up, like, did you have in your edit, uh, Haley, the, the the backstory is from Shoda and Sasha about just how the pandemic impacted yeah. their yeah that. I don't want to obviously skip over that. Um, the 
is we like we saw Sasha got the coffee, but Shota's like, I kind of want to get coffee. I think there's more you can do with that. And he gets beer. But for both of them, we and and I hadn't even thought about this in terms of um, something that some of the contestants may have gone through. But we hear both from Sasha, Sasha and Shota how not only did they have to kind of you know close that the, they had to close down their restaurants, but that also they kind of as during this time they turned to alcohol as a way to get by um and for both of them it became an issue and it sounded like it sounded like sasha or it sounded like show i think sasha it was framed up more as I i'm not doing this anymore and yeah. soda was like i'm taking a break because i know yeah. that that's best for me um yeah, yeah it's it's tough because it, it's an industry that's so um centered around alcohol a lot of times um and then you know Cooking has kind of like a party, a you know, a party culture to it. And then when the party's gone and there's nothing left and, you know, your whole world has fallen apart in a matter of weeks, it doesn't really go away. And so I'm glad that they were both able to um, start on their journey of, of um, recovery and knowing themselves better. And we wish them all the best. And, and I'm hoping that we also get, this was really, I think, one of the first, I think we didn't get anything as in depth as this in the first episode, but I'm, I'm glad that we're starting to see the more of these sort of like how, here's how quarantine has like specifically affected me. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping we get more of that from other, other chefs. I mean, not necessarily we, we, they made a just by paired these two stories together in this episode because of how uh, kind of on, on similar paths uh, their stories were, but I'm really curious now, what are the, what else, what did other people experience? What did other yeah. people go through? So I'm, I'm glad I'm, that this is something they're going into. I'm hopeful that it isn't every week. Like one is the winner, one is the loser. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's oh, yeah. the way it's, it's coming across. I didn't too, even, so. It very even, much felt like Sasha was not long for the world right. after this. I, yeah, because I, I was high on Sasha after her the, the first quick fire win. And, but then, yeah, last week she was in the bottom. Um, so it was... Yeah, it's it just I I I thought that the lo- I thought the loser was going to be either Brittany or Sasha, um, but uh, there's always a chance she'll come back. Last chance, get you. Uh, speaking of Brittany and Sasha, they made a beer marinated pork loin with beets, milk stout, vinaigrette, coffee romasco, and coffee hazelnut crunch. Now, on its own, this sounds like reasonable and good, but it just um, it didn't work in execution. They burnt the coffee hazelnut crunch, and I think that would really just take over the flavor of everything and there wasn't enough of the, the beer yeah, yeah. it sounded like the roman uh the romasco was like the chief sin though like the thing that that really set them over the edge with it yeah the it's is i this is something that would have intrigued me but if i had heard somebody at another table in a restaurant talking about it the way that the judges were talking about it, i was like i'm not gonna order that mm-hmm. like that's it there's no sorry uh, Nelson and Maria, I love their chemistry. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, it was very warm and um, supportive, which is always so much fun on the show that they just really love each other. Uh, they they speak made it, Spanish together too. That was great. Was, How yeah. fun is that? Yeah. Um, they made a chili relleno a la Carabena with beer, coconut curry, lobster, pasilla, negro sauce with coffee and sweet potato puree. Now this sounded good. I, I was very, I was very <laughs> impressed in both the lobster dishes here. It yeah. it sounded good. It sounded like there was a lot going on, though. Like 
there's a lot of elements to this, like a coconut curry lobster, the mm-hmm. chili relleno, the the coffee and the sweet potato. I don't know how it would have gone. The, the, like if you divided this into ha- like a in half or thirds, there's elements that I like. I don't know how they would all go together. Like a coconut curry lobster and a sweet potato puree. I'm having a hard time. That's fair. Inside of a mind, t- mind tasting that. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Stuffed inside of a pepper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I would have tried it. <laughs> yeah. They were in the middle. Gabe and Sarah, they made a, a pork tenderloin cured in espresso, smoked yogurt with hazelnut, salsa matcha, tortilla with stout and porter. They were in the top. They were particularly impressed with Gabe's tortilla. I thought it was really cool infusing the beer into the tortilla like that. I would like to try it as like a novelty, but I would not want like a a full like, meal of that. Yeah, I think it would be overwhelming. I think it was perfect in like the quantity they gave it in. I think I think, I think the pork tenderloin in the espresso over the beer was a very smart choice because I could see how like doing it in the beer, like um, Brittany and Sasha did, you would kind of lose the beer where the espresso is really going to stand out. Yeah, this one, this one I would have wanted to, I can, I feel like I can, this one, I can kind of mind taste it. Hashtag Mm -hmm. mind mind taste. Um, The, but yeah, I think the the tortilla would have been the thing I would have gone to. It's always interesting when there's times when the judges, you can tell they're reserving their commentary for when the chefs leave the room but then there's other times where they can't help themselves but yeah they're just like this is good yeah so that's that's always i think a good sign if you get praise while you're still there that's a good sign if you get nothing you can't really have anything to go i mean it it can still it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad but uh if they give positive feedback while you're still at the table like instant reactive that's probably a sign that you're at least safe uh byron and chris they made a coffee and berber spiced duck rest with mushroom and coffee tortellini beer and miso foam beer marinated mushroom and they were also on the bottom uh, i think if the pasta was a little thinner and a little more stuffed this sounds really delicious and i'm into it um and i, I love the way that like visually the stripes were done with the coffee pasta i thought it was a really clever dish unfortunately it was just not executed correctly um it it's, t- like, it's tough. It looks like those cookie straw things that you get. Oh, like, uh, yeah. what are the not, not, not the pocky, but the ones. No, the ones that are like rolled and yeah. hollow. Oh yeah, they're like, like a cream. Them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the pirouettes or or what they're what those are. But that's what the that's what the pasta dough reminded me of because it had that kind of that swirl through it. I thought that was a unique. I w- I would have wanted to. There's like coffee pasta, but I kind of want to try, try it. it. Yeah, it's yeah. I try it, but I don't know if I would have ordered the like that's the thing where you're like, the chef sent out a sample of their one of their tortellinis. It's our new coffee. I'm like, oh, I'll try that. But I don't know if I would order this as a dish. One thing also I would say, I I definitely would want to try the pasta, but like isn't it proven? It's season eighteen. It's just no more foams. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's be done with the spit on a plate. Like nobody wants it. I'm right and this was not even like a good foam. It was just like, let me pour some goo. Like, no. I just I wish there'd been some foam on that fancy toast from earlier, the mushroom fancy <laughs> toast, just so we could really push Bryce over the edge. Bryce would not there, have come. There to probably us, was foam just from like whatever other goo. Just naturally so. occurring. <laughs> I would like anyway. fermented on the toast. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Don and Gabriel made a coffee and beer braised pork rib glazed in sour beer with an herb 
salad. Uh, I was I was surprised that they didn't win here. It kind of felt like they were leading us down that path. I think maybe the difference is that I think it was Gail who said it, it was like I've had I've had ribs and watermelon before, but this is elevated. This is better. So I think just the fact that Avishar and Shoda made something that they were like shocked by and they had never thought of, they had never made before. I think maybe that's what gave them the edge there. But half half the table, this was their seventh fish. They're probably full and they still like lick those ribs clean. This was the one where I was like, yeah, Avishar and Shoda had something completely new. This was the dish exactly like you said, Haley. The It's like, this appears on the plate. You're like, okay, I know what to expect from this. And then you kind of like, okay, that takes it to a new level I didn't expect from from what I saw. And I and it isn't, and this is also the one where they had the, the sour beer was both in the glaze for the ribs, but also it was like, com, you know, compressed into the watermelon. And I was like, I want. I wanted to try the watermelon. Do you do you yeah. understand how that works? Because like I don't. We've all probably tried to do like vodka watermelons. Um, I have, but it never like works. At I least think, not the way you think it's gonna. So like, do you have any idea how that works? I think it's probably very similar to how the grapes get carbonated. I think it, you need. There's a pressure element. It's not simply. Yeah, sticking. like like it was vacuum sealed. I believe. Yeah. Oh, that's um, right. I did see that. Okay. Um, but the specifics of it, no. But it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm just craving watermelon. But uh, <laughs> that, that, that part just sounded really, really good and really interesting. I'm not a huge ribs fan, but this looked tasty. I'm, I mean, I'm when, right uh, there with you. When Amar held up the bone and it was completely like, clean, I was like, span. I want those ribs right now. Yeah. They look so good. I didn't remember how much, and I don't remember if I did, I'm really enjoying Amar. And we mm-hmm. got more Amar this episode because it sounds like, you know, last week they kind of featured Melissa as the spotlight guest judge this week it was amar and dale um i really am enjoying the return of amar it's it's a little bit of a flashback for me um i'm hoping we'll get kind of more of him um but yeah it was just again this the judges are a delight although there's i'm wondering if there's some sort of role for richard blaze in the future of the show because there were points where um where where like Padma would just like turn it over to Richard to announce like he did something there's something during the quick fire where where he I don't know if he was the one that he's like she was like Richard announce who the winner is or or something but he they seem to have like a couple special roles in the first two episodes I'm just wondering if they're like and they seem to be going to him for a lot of things so I'm just wondering if we're going to see more Richard in future seasons I, I feel like they're setting this up for a- he's the one that Padma likes to like joke around with too yeah. she's always giving him crap yeah. So, so Avishar and Shoda take the win here. We lose Sasha. I was disappointed to lose Sasha. I felt like there was more to see from her, but I I think that was the right choice. Yeah. I, I it yes. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just going to agree and say yes. I figured it was going to be someone from their team. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was going to be an issue of not enough beer or too much coffee. Well, um, and who, which one was which? Who had the beer and who had the coffee? And she, uh, Sasha, I would say she had the beer and she had the coffee. Bryce, uh, <laughs> Sasha had the Sasha had the coffee. Uh, Brittany was responsible for the the beer braise or the, yeah, the, and so the that's beer vinaigrette. Surprising because there was the the main problem was the lack of beer mm-hmm. on the plate. Um, so I mean. Apparently, Sasha likes her crumbles. I'm sure we'll get into that in a minute, but um, it sounded like it was just like burned coffee, hazelnut 
crunch on yeah. top, and that doesn't sound appetizing. So, and it's always a little bit heartbreaking when, um, right, like when they're in the stew room right before they get called to judges' table. It's when the they're like, well, who thinks they who's who's happy with what they put out there? Who thinks they're who thinks they're safe or whatever question they kind of pose mm-hmm. amongst themselves? And everybody raises their hand. And you know, you on my second watch through, you see you know Sasha and Brittany raise their hand. I'm like, oh. I did want to point out too. This is the first stew room we've had in a long time. Oh, because they used to just like have everybody out there and give everybody. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so cool. it's interesting though because she's not pulling them in two separate groups, so we're not getting the like inner yeah. in the middle between the two groups where they come in and get. And that was where a lot of the drama was for the previous season. So I'm kind of curious. There was there was one part where uh, you know they say you you three teams are in the top and then you see Brittany turn to Sasha and say, so we are in the bottom. I think, I think we're, so you think we're in the bottom and Sasha says, yes, I'm pretty sure that that was probably filmed out of order that these three people moved over here. Yeah. Brittany turns to Sasha and says, so you think we're on the bottom? And Sasha's like, yep. I'm guessing that happened before it was announced that the top three yeah. were the top, mm-hmm. but I, I do miss them occasionally swapping things up and having the bottom be talked to first. I'd, I'd like to you know, keep not that they need to keep the chefs on their toes. I guess that's potentially just cruel. Um, but uh, for, for, for entertainment purposes, it's, it would be good to like, not just know. I feel like the, they will. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I do feel like they'll, they'll I trust up. you, Haley. <laughs> I hope I trust you. <laughs> and then we get our first last chance kitchen of the season. Yeah. I think we were wondering last week is like, is this going to reflect why, you know, uh, Sasha had left. Is this going to reflect why Roscoe had left? It wasn't really either. either it was them. more that it was like to, you know, to compete in last chance kitchen or to compete on top chef, you have to have a thick skin. And so we're going to compete with thick skinned, you know, proteins, nuts, and, you know, produce. Like, I, I feel know. like, I feel like the challenge was trying too hard to make it hard. You mean just in, like, mean? I, I just because they had to have like a seafood like an oyster clam or a lobster like -hmm. obviously those aren't really those don't aren't typically mixed with like pistachios peanuts and whatever and those aren't particularly mixed with jackfruit and chermo and whatever else is there you know what i mean like it was just kind of like uh, it was gonna be for you pardon a little too chopped for you yeah it was a little chopped but they did they both did a great job with it so kudos to them but it just felt like they were trying hard to make make it chop the uh the i'd never heard of cherimoya neither um, have i um jackfruit interesting there's a i'm looking at it actually right now there's a tiki bar across the street from me i think i referenced i may have talked about it in the last uh podcast but they have really good food there and one of the things they'll do is like from a many of their dishes you can swap in jackfruit as a substitute for meat yeah, um, they do a lot of shredded like you can get like a Old pork, but make it jackfruit sandwich. Yeah, it's used a lot like tofu is in some restaurants mm-hmm. in terms of it being a, a, a swap in. I've not tried it. Um, I've you know, tried it. It's good. Okay. Um, I thought it was durian for a second. And I thought, you know, like, <laughs> oh, in the Philippines, I, I lived in the Philippines for a little while and they have mangosteens and they have durian. And those are the king and queen of fruit. So I was a little disappointed that somebody didn't go with the mangosteen because they're so delicious, but they are kind of, I would imagine, hard to cook with. The I, the thing about this, this this last chance kitchen is it we got 
I loved the Roscoe that we got in Last Chance Kitchen. Like we didn't get much of him, obviously, in the premiere episode because you've got like 15 chefs and, mm-hmm. and and in the states a 75 minute episode. If you don't, you know, you know, with commercials. Um, but the the I was loving the. Uh, the the particular brand of Roscoe energy that we were getting in Last yeah. Chance Kitchen. And Same like, with Sasha. I think both of them, both their personalities really shined in this. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I'm, I'm hoping, now at least we'll potentially be getting Roscoe. I don't, again, I don't know how they're doing this with quarantine. Um, hoping that Roscoe will, that they'll keep the peanut gallery element of Last Chance Kitchen where uh, you'll have people and I think I think you will because they they've always acted. I think that's been an interesting way for uh, the competing chefs in Last Chance Kitchen to v- voice what they're doing is getting questions from like Roscoe or or whoever is kind of watching. So they're filming it in real time, I'm sure, like week oh, to yeah. week. And because in the past, haven't they done Last Chance Kitchen where they'll like film it later or something like that? I think they had at some point, but I know that there was there was at least one season where we got confirmation from the contestants that it was uh, filmed like concurrently with the show that it was okay. that it was very much real time. Um, so, yeah, I'm guessing that that's what they had to do. I'm, until we hear otherwise, I'm just I'm just going with like, and this competition happens a day or two after Sasha was eliminated. That's just kind of oh, like, is he just like stuck in a hotel by himself. Well, I guess Sasha's probably with him. Yeah, potentially. We'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm wondering. They're, they, Roscoe's probably still at the same hotel. Just can't socialize on camera. So, so another episode is in the books. Yeah, we did. Got, you mention that that Roscoe lost. Oh yeah. Oh Roscoe yeah. Sorry, lost. Roscoe. Yeah, lost. I don't know if we covered it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Tom said both these dishes were good. Just that Sasha's was extraordinary. He really liked it. Like he was blown away by Sasha's dish. Like I like especially his green apples in the, in the broth or whatever she made too. It sounded really good. Yeah. I'm surprised. He, he, I was like, is Tom just going to throw it back in the competition now? He seemed like bullet. Like it seemed like this was like the best last chance kitchen dish he's ever had the way he was talking about it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see who, who gets there next week then. And uh, yeah, down to our final 13 for now. So Bryce, what have you been making this week? Oh man! So basically, I'll, all I do is run and eat, so and cook. Um, I'm on a real rice noodle cook, uh, uh, rice noodle kick right now. Um, so I've been doing a lot with shrimp. I've been doing a lot of curries. Um, I made some cashew chicken the other day. Put that over some garlic rice noodles. So I've been doing a lot of of that kind of thing. Um, I just made a cake yesterday out of Biscoff cookies. So it's like a Biscoff cake. There are chunks of Biscoffs in the cake. And then I made the frosting with crumbled uh, Biscoff cookies and put a butterscotch uh, ganache on top of it. I made a blueberry cheesecake not too long ago. So I'm just like always trying to kill myself. (laughs) Do you prefer baking to cooking or are you kind of even? Um, I prefer... I'm kind of even, I guess. I mean, I I love baking because I, you know, it's a little bit more scientific, I guess. Um, and you, I feel like you can be really creative with combinations. Um, I overcook meat a lot. It's not a talent of mine. So a lot of the stuff I make, it, it tastes pretty good, but it probably isn't as good as it should be. 
I feel um, like your I feel like your Instagram feed definitely skews towards baking though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm more proud of like the bakes that I make because I think they're a little bit more individual. I tend to with with cooking, I follow the recipe to a T. Um and like try to make it look exactly like the picture that I'm trying to make. And then with a baking uh, opportunity, it's like you can do whatever you make the base for the cookie or the cake or whatever. You can do whatever you can use, whatever frosting you can, you know, be a little bit more creative with it. So um, I love cinnamon. It's my favorite flavor. So anything I can put cinnamon into, I'm all over. Kurt, have you made anything fun or eaten anything fun this week? Um, Actually, you sent us a picture. Was it this week of like a chicken sandwich? And that was that was the Korean chicken sandwich. Yeah. Um, I, so I got this. Yeah, the the gochujang chicken sandwich. I also got it was a steak and brie taco in Indian paratha for the flatbread. Uh, Ooh. As, it was it was almost the the cheese was so melty and the bread was so bendy. It was almost quesadilla like, even though it was kind of, you know, build as a taco because it was kind of like sandwiched and stuck together. Those were both amazing. Um, I, I subscribed <coughs> in January to the bacon of the month club. Um, yeah. So I get um, uh, two packs of, of bacon a month, not a week. Um, and uh, I just, and then also I've been doing my, my weekend ritual has been, there are these, um, these, quiches uh these frozen quiches at the local uh grocery store um they use you know throw them in the oven at you know 350 for a half hour and uh the one i made made the one i baked uh in the oven yesterday was that it was a buffalo chicken and blue cheese quiche that sounds delicious. um they have like a jalapeno cream cheese and bacon quiche that's amazing it's this company it's a bakewell company i don't think it's like bakewell tarts from the uk i'm pretty sure it's not um but that's the brand is bakewell uh, quiches um and so my my weekend ritual is to make one of those quiches depending on the size of it, it comes in several sizes sometimes i'll eat half and save the other half for later but then i also like you know pair it up with some bacon from the bacon of the month club right now i'm on this chili bacon uh, that's, uh, that's pretty good. And then, uh, a couple of days ago, I got a, uh, pear and grape pizza, uh, wow. from a local place with, <laughs> with, uh, I if there was goat cheese on it. It was like drizzled with honey. It was, I added pepperoni on it just to get a little bit of meat in there, but it was so good. And I'm like, I'm, I don't it? know. If, yeah, it was so good. When, when I, I love saw the grapes, pizza. When I saw the grapes, I was like, what grapes? And, <laughs> and normally I'm a thicker crust fan, whether it be like a your pan tossed or pan pizza or even a deep dish pizza. But the this was like cracker thin crust. Hmm. Waffer thin, uh, as Monty Python would say. Um, and it was so good. And I don't know if I got it because I still had those carbonated grapes in my head i was like oh great I, I went to the grocery store i day and bought grapes because i was like i need grapes right now yeah. top chef in the grape industry i tell you yeah. uh well there's a lot of sweet potatoes also this season too we've seen a lot of sweet potato what was the what was the cheese on the pizza you say goat cheese uh, there was goat cheese on but i believe there's also mozzarella the goat cheese is like um, in little crumbles on the top okay. um, <clears throat> um so yeah, I think that's that's been my my food exploratoryness. Um, I'm getting a meal kit delivered on, I believe, Tuesday. So I'll potentially have some different things to uh, that I've actually made uh, that I'll be able to talk to next weekend. Um, my major my major project this week, um, I made um, 
coconut cauliflower taco in a vegan queso. Uh, the the tacos are really good. I would make them again. They're just a little involved. Like I don't. That was my first time like shallow frying by myself, and I thought it turned out pretty well. The queso was like okay, but a little weird. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Just not really what I tend to gravitate towards. Um, one of my favorite things we we got for takeout this week. We got Domino's. And oh, we've discovered Domino's. we've discovered a perfect Domino's pizza. Now I will tell you, Pizza Hut has a better Hawaiian pizza. But Domino's has this, and we'll get like a garlic butter base instead of a sauce, and we'll just get cheese. That's that just, sounds incredible. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's so simple. It's just like cheesy garlic bread but in a people, pizza i would people t- are not generous enough to to domino's they're they're wonderful i love a chain pizza i can't oh. help myself yeah P- pizza hut one of my favorite pizzas yeah so, it's so good so there's a um there's a youtube channel i highly recommend anybody who just wants like really like popcorn snacking of uh <clears throat> video content the try channel I think I've oh, seen yeah. each of you different videos. Yeah. But it's, it's always Irish people try blank. Yeah. And one of the ones I think they did was Irish people try Domino's pizza. And I think, in, and just from the, the, uh, from what I could tell contextually, it seemed like Domino's is like a treat over there. It's like, oh, Domino's, we don't get this often. This is going to be fun. And just having people just watching them kind of just rave about these different Domino's pizzas was, was, uh, was, it was a great time. So I hi- highly recommend that is, and most of it, it's they're, they're trying some sort of food or drink. They even have an all durian uh, episode. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That, that they're, uh, that's kind of like their, their biggest fear is, is one of these going to be durian. Um, so that's another just kind of uh, side content. I recommend people check it out. Well, I think that's it for this week. Bryce, thank you for joining us. Um, if you want people to follow you on social media, where would they do that? Um, I mean, if, if this uh, content of, like like I mentioned before, of, of Bravo and basically just pictures of Chicago and food. I think you're um, underselling how beautiful your cakes are. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'd love to be able to share one with you sometime. Um, well, you sent me cookies after my wedding and they were <laughs> unbelievable. I got oh, a good. care package as well. It was quite tasty. Yeah, I'm not going to put it out there that like anybody who messages me can get <laughs> no, free cookies. No. You have to That's have for a the hundred thousand dollars. So spend the next six months chatting with me on Instagram, yeah. and then maybe we'll talk. <laughs> Those are for the hundred thousand um, dollar Bryce patrons. <laughs> so yeah, I basically I'm only on Instagram basic right now, um, and my handle is at bcr underscore bruno. There's a story behind it that. It's too complicated. I know none of those things are my name. So <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, if you want to, you're welcome to. Kurt? Uh, I am at Kurt Clark with two C's on the Instagram, on the Twitter, on the Twitch, um, on Sunday evenings on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash dmphilly, F-I-L-L-Y. Uh, some friends and I, uh, many of them you're familiar with from either the uh, Rob as a podcast or Push a Recaps Universe. We do a uh, online, we do a tabletop role-playing game that we stream called City of Mist. Uh, that's at 6 p.m. Eastern on Sundays. And then we do a, a stream a Dungeons and Dragons game 
with uh, some familiar faces as well at 9 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Uh, same channel, twitch.tv slash DM Philly. If you follow me on Twitch, I'm going to try to stream more gaming than I currently do. Uh, I got an email. I think it was last night <laughs> that you were streaming. <laughs> yeah, it was very brief. I did some Fall Guys. Um, but it was, I believe I was like making food at the same time. So if mm. anybody was listening in, uh, they were hearing me yell at my uh, Amazon device. I can't say her name. I'd be like, that's because the timer would go off. And I'd be like, Alexa, stop timer. Uh, and things like that. And she's going to, you know. There are no timers yeah, there are no timers set. Thank you. Uh, uh, so, but yeah, that's, that's, you can, you know, follow me in those places. If you follow me on Instagram, you're going to see pictures of food that aren't as pretty as those that Haley and, and Bryce take. But, uh, yeah, when things get to normal, if you want to see someone doing escape rooms and posting their photos afterwards, that's the channel to go to. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at each strong underscore. You can check out my uh, new book account on Instagram, the strong library. I also did a couple of fun podcasts this week. Besides this one, of course, um, earlier last week, I talked to Sarah Carradine about last year's Netflix show, uh, Next in Fashion. So that was really fun. Uh, and then, I, like I said earlier, I joined um, Chappelle and Rob and Shannon to talk about uh, an old episode of America's Next Top Model on Chappelle's Reality Rewind podcast. That was so much fun. Even if you haven't watched Top Model, uh, I would say check that out. Um, Which season was it? Season six, episode three. Oh, boy. Um, so if you want to hear Shan and I both have existential crises live on air, well, then that's the podcast for you, my friends. And who doesn't want that, to be honest? It was it was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. You know, for, as breakdowns go. Yeah. But until then, you know, just pack your knives and head on out. Bye. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.